0: Welcome to the WordPress Photography Podcast, the podcast for photographers who want to learn how to get the most out of WordPress to grow their photography business. You don't need to be a geek to understand WordPress. Settle back and listen as we show you how.
1: Now, here's your host, Scott Wyden-Kivowitz. Welcome to episode 15. My name is Scott Wyden-Kivowitz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Rachel, from Votoscribe. Hey, Rachel.
2: Hey, Scott. How
1: are you? I'm doing well. Um... Been has been a pretty busy week, um, last week at least. <laughs> um, we just had episode 14 go out, and it's doing really well. That was the one with uh, Aaron Hockley. Yes, um, yep. I can't believe really it's well.
2: episode 15, can you? I know, I feel like we just I started.
1: <laughs> I know, and that means we've been closer, closer to the second Q&A episode. So, yes, um, which I
2: think is great. If you do have any questions, um, what's the URL, Scott?
1: Imagely.com slash podcast slash Q.
2: Yes, and we try to address as many of those and in, you know, as simple of terms as we can to really get your questions answered.
1: Yes. Um, So today, in episode 15, we have Mark Allen on the show. Mark, uh, he heads up the product management and client support at Flow Themes. Mark's passion uh, includes growing small teams. WordPress development and providing customers with first class product experiences and services. So, we're really excited to have Mark on the show today. Um, I've been a fan of Flow Themes designs for a while. And um, for those who don't know Flow Themes, they make um, really beautiful WordPress themes. They have a bunch of plugins available. And they also make some websites that you've seen um, while you've browsed the internet, like um, Fundy software and also uh, jeremy Coward's website yep. and a bunch of others, so welcome to the show Mark thanks guys. It's great to uh, be on today and uh, talk yeah. to everyone so
2: welcome.
0: You we're excited. An yeah, interesting we're excited. conversation
2: <laughs> yeah we're excited to get you to dig in and all your WordPress secrets, and you know you guys have definitely done some beautiful custom work and then um, talking about your themes and the things you have available for photographers specifically yeah.
1: Um, so before we get into what's going on with you and flow themes, let's let's talk about some uh, WordPress news. Um, so I got three three things today. Um, uh, all I'll keep them very short. First is the last time we spoke on the in the last episode, there was a WordPress 4.5.1 was available. Now there's a very important update that hopefully you have already done. If you have not done it already, update to 4.5.2. It patches two security vulnerabilities. Yep. So, again, like always, run your backups and then update your WordPress. Yeah. Um, then I want to say um, at Imagely, we actually just announced free SSL certificates for all hosting customers. Which is awesome. Which is awesome. <laughs> it's very easy to install. It, um, you, it's like literally two clicks to install it, and it, we automatically set it up for you in about 10 minutes. Um, so, and SSL
2: helps now with Google and SEO,
1: right? Correct. So okay. Google so now takes. Um, have. Yeah. So Google now takes that into in, into consideration for their ranking factors, and you're in theory you should be ranking better if you have H, uh, an SSL certificate, which basically means instead of HTTP colon slash slash it's HTTPS colon slash slash. That's the easiest way to break it down. There is a lot more that goes involved that's involved with uh, SSL certificates, but. Um, in simple terms, it changes your um, the HTTP part of your website.
0: Yeah,
2: and it just makes it a little bit more secure in today's who-knows-what-secure world. And a lot of uh, hosts will charge you for it. So Imagely is offering it to photographers for free on their hosting service, which is yeah. awesome.
1: Typically, it costs between $15 and 100 for an SSL certificate each year. Yeah. Um, and, uh, there is. There are two types of certificate. There's a standard certificate, which is per domain, and then there's a wildcard. Wildcards are not free currently. Those are an added fee. Okay. But the standard one um, uh, is is free. Now, wildcard basically means you can have you can have the web the SSL SSL certificate on your website.com, but it can be used on subdomains, any subdomains you want oh, that are attached.
2: Okay. Well, good. Learned a little about SSL. Thank you.
1: (laughs) So uh, we'll link to that in the show notes. And then the last bit is there's a new booking plugin designed for photographers. I'm really excited about this. I don't want to talk too much about why I'm excited about it, but I definitely want everybody to check it out. Um, uh, It's developed by actually somebody who's not a photographer or a WordPress developer, but um, the person's wife works with a lot of photographers, so... um, uh, they they had it designed and it's pretty cool. Um, so we'll we'll link to that. It's, it's uh it's actually just called Photographer Booking Plugin. So, um, we'll link to that in the show notes as well, so that you can find that easily.
2: Yeah. And so what that does is it allows clients to come onto your WordPress site and potentially book you for shoots and to make sure that you're available. So yeah. it's but it's brand new. So we don't even yeah. know where it's going to go or where it's going to get taken. But you should check it out if yeah. that's something that you want to add to your WordPress site.
1: Correct. Yeah, it was literally last. Um, th- but at the time we're recording this, um, this episode, it was re- it was released last week, so it's literally yeah. brand new.
2: Well, there's definitely a lot of interest. So I mean, I think it is something that photographers would love to add to their website.
1: For sure. Yeah. yeah. All um, right. Uh, so
2: well,
1: that's our news. <laughs> that's our news. Yeah. So uh, Mark, what's going on in your world? In Flow Themes world? In Flow Agency world? Tell us what's going on.
0: Oh, 2016 has been a, a crazy year so far, um, I mean, as, You know, we're, we're taking on uh, a lot of new projects this year um, and we're really trying to develop uh, the product for our clients. Um, as you guys know, uh, we really focus on portfolios and blogs for WordPress and uh, a large part of our clientele will be uh, photographers and creatives. Um, so I guess what we're really trying to do is um, offer more of a suite of tools. As 2016 uh, progresses, uh, and we want to try and give you know photographers more than just uh, their portfolio for their website, we want to we want to try and give them other tools that, that's going to make it easier for them to really um, work on the web and and use that to their advantage. Like for example, we uh, recently released the Flow Hub, uh, which is like a pricing tool. Uh, it's drag and drop builder. It's super simple to use. It's Hopefully, it's going to kill PDFs. Uh, PDF price lists, which is cool.
2: the, yeah. <laughs> c- the current
0: way people send out their pricing. So it's it's kind of a little bit tedious for everyone. It's not easy to update. It's not responsive as such. Um, so yeah, we're we're really pushing that. Um, it is only available for Flow Themes users at the minute. That's um, we're in beta, beta testing with that, but it's it's really exciting product. Um, and we've had some really great feedback. With, now, with when you say it's not pages. responsive,
2: you mean like having a PDF is not responsive and exactly. hard to update. But this will alleviate those pains.
0: Exactly. This will make it easier for you to have, you know, multiple price pricing sheets. Um, maybe you'll have, you know, two different price sheets. You'll be able to do multiple currencies. As I said, it's drag and drop builder. It's, it's a really nice way to uh, incorporate your brand. Keep it on on your website. People can use it in your phone. You can, you know, get a lot more analytics and see how people are coming and viewing it yeah. uh, and then they can also uh, book you through that as well so it's, oh, awesome. it's, really cool. it's yeah it's, it's going to be great um, but it's just said it's beta but
2: yeah. Right.
1: Um, So when you say right now it's only available to Flow, to FlowThemes customers you mean uh, to pre-existing customers they can beta test it but they when can, they, they can when purchase it's, it. They can purchase it so when it's done it'll be available when it's officially uh, released it'll be available to everybody Hopefully that's the plan, yeah. Okay. As, as the year
0: moves on and, and we, we put more and more content
1: into it, into it then uh, we'll feel more confident releasing that to, uh, to the market. And will it will it eventually uh, work with... Is it only working... Does it only work with Flow Themes right now, or do, will it eventually work with all themes, no matter what theme you're using?
0: Yeah, it should work with all themes. It is standalone, as it is a okay. plugin, so it's, yeah, it should just work separate to the site. It'll have its own... A URL and it will have its own options there. So I mean, right now it only it's only compatible with Flow Themes. But um, as I said, as we able to progress the product, it'll be something we we look to push. So that's so that's yeah. Go ahead. Can we, sorry.
2: Well, can we back it up a little bit? So, say I'm a photographer from Boston, and I hear mm-hmm. the name Flow Themes, and I have a WordPress site. What products do you guys offer? Um, I know you said you work with a lot of photographers. You know, uh, what's your ratio like? Why should I, as a photographer in Boston, invest in a Flow Themes anything?
0: Okay, that's a great question. Um, We've had, I guess, the reason is we've had so much exposure in the photography industry. Um, Where Flow Themes spawned from was the agency side of the business. Flow agency has always worked closely, very closely with photographers uh, from its inception about 10 years ago uh, with Ross. Um, And he uh, really started out and his whole passion was uh, creating things for photographers uh, and whenever he you know initially started making sites it was it was doing small portfolios and custom portfolios and branding for photographers yep um, and then as he progressed through flow agency it was more about um, progressing uh, into like planners and everything within the uh, wedding industry so
1: okay.
0: understanding the wedding industry is, was been very important for us um, and you know we've seen a, a possible uh, opportunity to create a product for for users rather than custom websites. Uh, so many people had asked us, uh, "Hey, I want to create a second site," um, and you know, basically, all our clients were were photographers or or large wedding planners or you know, creatives. So um, they said, "Hey, we want to create a second website. For example, we've done a custom site with you, but we don't want to spend you know the same amount of money again uh, to build a second site for maybe." in my personal work or you know a workshop. So we decided, hey, let's uh let's do something about that and we'll you know we'll test something and we'll create a we'll create a theme. You know, something we'll sell an exclusive theme. The very first theme like four years ago and we'll just we'll sell twenty and you know we'll make it exclusive to our clients. And you know we we released it and it was sold out in a week and everyone was wow. like, well, you know, this is this is pretty great. And we said, well this is you know, it was only an idea for us, um, like a weekend project with we some guys come in um, at the weekend just create it up and a few designers, you know, designed it for us um, in house um, and uh, and then from there we, we sort of had more demand for that. Um, and as we've seen, when we started we understood the market was really moving towards a responsive framework HTML5 yeah. um, and that wasn't really being done then. Um, at that stage, so there wasn't that much in the market in terms of you know premium WordPress themes for photographers specifically, um, and that's where we got into that niche. So, yeah, it was it was it was really about being responsive, offering responsive options uh, based on what we had offered for our um, for our custom sites. Yep. And as we have uh, designers in house, we're able to really create something unique uh, for photographers. So, mm-hmm.
2: so you have the agency where you do custom sites, and that's where the Fundy and the Jeremy Co are, and mm-hmm. then. Um, a photographer can buy a theme and put it on any WordPress installation on any site, and then you exactly. also have some of these plugins. Um, do you have ones that are only in beta now, or do you have them out in the wild, as they say? We have
0: an uh, uh, Instagram plugin; it's out there. We have a, a Lightroom plugin as well. That's uh, so you can integrate uh, directly, export images straight in from Lightroom uh, to your blog posts. If you have a Flow themes, you can export it directly into uh, Flow themes gallery, for example. Um, we have um, what else do we have? Yeah, we have the we have a few different plugins like Twitter plugins. There's there's a whole bunch of them on there, um, and yeah, most of them can be used in any site. Like okay. Launch plugin, for example, we, we recently released, uh, allowing you to test drive a new site, and it basically creates a complete test site in your backend, keeps your main site live. Uh, you can work away with that, and you know, and then once you're ready, just launch your site in a couple of clicks. It's just, Awesome. It's really, it's really awesome. Um, so it's one I'd really recommend people to to check out. It's it, it's making the process much easier for our users um, transition to like a different site, especially if they if they're decided they decide that they want to make a switch from another WordPress provider or you know, and they don't want to have any downtime and take their time uh, to uh, you know develop their new site. So it's yeah, it's as I said, we're we're really trying to offer a lot more in terms of uh, products and, and yeah. tools that it's going to help people.
2: So that's what Flow, theme, Flow Themes is. So now here's my question. As a WordPress photography podcast, why WordPress? Like, why do you recommend WordPress for photographers? Why have you guys built a business on it?
0: WordPress has always been what we've done our development on. Um, okay, we, we develop in everything. I mean, we've, we've tinkered with some value of Squarespace, for example, but WordPress has always been the bread and butter it's, probably the strongest for SEO, it's got um, one of the largest communities o- online. Um, it has so many plugins that, that are available to extend it and I, I find the difference between it and Squarespace is you can go to the next level. Um, we find a lot of people transition uh, from Squarespace to a WordPress site because you can do more with it. So WordPress for us has always been about custom uh, customizations and the possibilities to always advance with that. Uh, and we find that being on an, an open source type uh, project me- means it's much easier to do that. And yeah. we find it's much more robust and, you know, SEO especially is, is one of the key focuses a lot of people keep talking about. And, and WordPress is that structure in place, which, which means it's, it's always going to help people when they, when they use WordPress instead of a different platform.
2: Yeah, ninety so percent optimized out of the box with WordPress. So, exactly. so Scott and I actually just talked about Squarespace transitions. Um, maybe you guys could talk about. Have you ever done a Squarespace transition? Because Scott had some issues and some good parts. And mm-hmm.
0: um, yeah, we, we have actually. We created a we created a plugin for uh, transitioning, um, converting the images straight off Squarespace. So I know that's probably one of the biggest challenges uh, when you make a transition. It's okay, how do I move my content from uh, Squarespace to WordPress? Squarespace does a really great job, actually. They're one of the only providers that offers an export tool that you can directly import into, into WordPress. So that's that's really interesting because everyone else is cl- locks it down. It's like you can't export that. So if you want to import from somewhere else, for example, you have to use some techniques that aren't so simple, like, you know, using an RSS uh, crawler or something to import images or blog posts or whatever. So, yeah, we created we created um, the plugin that does imports to external images. So you do the standard export that you've got the XML files from Squarespace, uh, you can import your pages, your posts, um, and some other content. I know there's some specific content that isn't available with WordPress, but they do give you a large majority of that, which is great. Um, the hardest part has always been the images, and the hardest part with that is also that there's a limited amount of bandwidth with Squarespace when you're importing images. So if you have a large amount of images, it can take some time to download. Um, the current uh, plugins that people have, like um, uh, import external images, doesn't work uh, specifically because uh, Squarespace has a lot of illegal characters uh, in their... Um, Whenever you import the images from the XML file, like they have spaces, they have, um, they'll have like ampersands, just all stuff that shouldn't be there. That makes it quite difficult to import. So yeah, we we developed our own plugin in house just to to make that transition easier for us and for our users.
2: Scott, did you try that plugin? Because I know he had you had all the other plugins not work,
1: huh? Right. So um, no, I haven't tried theirs, but um, uh, somebody today actually released a. Uh, a plugin that is a fork of import external images um, mm-hmm. that is supposed to work. So next time, I know I have to, I'm going to be soon migrating um, one of Tamara's other sites, Lush Albums. Um,
2: yes, which is from Squarespace.
1: Squarespace. So um, the one that we migrated already for her, I, we just did manually because there wasn't many pages or anything. Um, but uh, when I did the Lush Albums, I'm probably going to be trying that one because um, it's just. It's out there, you know, so I might just try yeah, that and I see.
0: It give works. it a try. You can you can try ours if you want to try like even on a local host and see how that works. Yeah. Um but it's it's they keep changing. We had it working um we had it at one stage, everything was great, and then they, they changed everything again. They because they have so many different servers, it's 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 funny whenever you go to import images. So we have we try and keep on top of that because we do get uh, a lot of users using our services to Sorry. transition from, from a Squarespace site, so um, we want to make it easier for ourselves, we want to make it easier for, for our users uh, right. to do that. It's okay. not a plugin we've released um, on the Marketplace, it's just one we've used in-house because we, we have the need for that, but right. yeah, maybe oh, it's okay. something... Maybe it's something we will, we'll will decide to push out there for other people.
1: Um, maybe yeah, if, for them. if you put it out there, um, it would definitely do well. There's so many photographers trying to move yeah. from Squarespace, but they're kind of stuck because they know it's not easy. Well, yes. and
2: Squarespace does that. What we've discovered, they, they don't... So, like, in WordPress, I do a lot of blogging for photographers. That's what Photoscribe is. Yeah. And so I rename the images before I upload them because WordPress will pull that into the alt tags and so you have the keywords. Now, with Squarespace you can rename them before you upload them, but then Squarespace assigns this arbitrary um, name to it that's generic and you know you have to go in and then re-manually type them so for to get the keyword and SEO benefit part of it and then when you're exporting out, you have all these images that are named the same and so this is why we talk a lot on this podcast about how Squarespace is a great place to start yeah. as a photographer because it's pretty, but ultimately, you know, with the thought that you're going to eventually want to go to WordPress and maybe just yeah. start there. <laughs> yeah.
0: that's, that's, how we, that's how we feel about it as well. It's, it's definitely, I mean, they've done a great job getting it up. It's super, it's, well, it's easy to start because everything's in one. You don't need to think about hosting. You don't need to right. worry about how you point your domain there. You just you just set it up. You get in you start playing with it, and you can get a site set up, you know, in a day. But as I said, it's yeah. As you said, it's it's more for the the beginners out there, the people who want to take the next step um, and be more serious about their site. Really should consider WordPress, if especially if they want to start ranking higher um, on Google search results. So Great. that's that's the only way you're really going to do
1: that. Yeah. Um. So what else? What else do you guys have going on uh, besides Flow Hub? Anything else? Um. That you want to share that you like? You're planning or it's almost ready or. Stuff like that uh,
0: we will be launching a new theme this week um and it will be one for uh, weddings and editorial uh type style themes it port it does it, it's kind of a mix it has editorial portrait some boudoir stuff um, and again you know we always try and add in some video options there because sometimes videographers want to use that also, so mm-hmm. we'll be pushing that out this week. it's super beautiful um the demo not live yet, but if you towards the end of the week you will see that cool. um. Other things that we're trying to push will we'll hopefully be uh, doing some sort of task planner for photographers this year, um, so that'll hopefully help people uh, create a better workflow for themselves and, and uh, you know, really put uh, put their goals and objectives in a list-type format, and, you know, they can sort of work through that. So that's something we're trying to, to do this year as well. Um, we will be doing some other products uh Later in the year, but we haven't got the, the groundwork set in for those. So, um, as I said, it's it's going to be more about uh, making further integrations. We have a few partners we want to integrate with um, this year. Um, possibly, we'll be considering something to do with proofing. But again, that's it's not the area we really want to get into. It's more to how do you how do you make um, proofing look good on your site and you know display some of that, but not yeah. necessarily sell products because. As you guys know, selling selling things in WordPress isn't the smoothest process, especially if you're selling I- images. It's not it's not necessarily the easiest thing for people to do, to use. It all depends on what
1: we'll plugin you're
0: using. Yeah. that's that's I know you guys. I know you do it with NextGen. I, I I did check it out. So um, yeah, that's that's also true. But um, <laughs> yeah, Prifan something that's that we, we we like, but it's not it's not really us. You know, we're all we're all about the design. Um we're also thinking to offer um like a a marketplace for for designs this year as well so that's something we'll be pushing out we find a lot of people aren't necessarily tied to a platform they they just want to have designs so yeah.
1: you would you would you would you would release like you would sell psd files basically or not quite PSDs. Well,
0: we will be selling more assets for okay. photographers. So it'll be like styles, fonts, colors, yep. you yeah. know, like sort of like mini brand kits that they can use and implement. That's
1: a really, style. really good idea because yeah. then, it, then some that's something that somebody could use with any, any platform and even on WordPress with any theme. Exactly.
0: Really. So that's um, that's that's in the works for this year. Again, that's um, that's another interesting one for us.
1: But nice. Even now, I, since you
2: guys work with photographers, do you deal with the issues of, like, optimizing images and is your themes, like, what are your recommendations for, for photographers dealing with that stuff?
0: That's, that's a really interesting one, it's one that I get asked all the time uh, about, um, I've read a few articles on it um, for, for the guys, because I, I do a lot more of the technical type articles, so I read a, a three-piece series on optimization of your portfolio and it um, it gives a lot of insights into how photographers can really optimize uh, their images for the web, how they can use, you know, what hosting providers to select and what you consider when you do that, um, what plugins that you're going to use to really help optimize your site, because whilst having a good base team is great, it's never going to really work um, 100% perfectly until you optimize everything. You can't... Until until you, for example, if if you're using plugins, it's going to add you know more more JavaScript, more CSS to your file, so you're going to get large number of requests uh, to your site, uh, and a lot of people right now don't even use a caching plugin, for example, and, and that's a great way to even half half the load speed of your your site. So if you're not using a hosting provider that has built-in cache, um, then you need to consider you know yeah. options for that. Yes, so
1: definitely,
0: yeah, I mean we find a lot of people still struggle with what is um, the best way to upload images of the web, and I still f- go onto to people's sites and find that they have, like, a 10-megapixel, you know, image for their logo, for example, and I'm like, ah, oh, this is, it is... And they're saying, why is my site... Why is my site load in 10 seconds? I'm like, I inspected it once, and I can see that, you know, you your images aren't... You haven't even considered what what to do for the web. So I think yeah. people... Um, it's more about educating uh, photographers and, and the possible pit- pitfalls of what what can go wrong and what you should consider before you uh, start uploading your content um, a lot of people just want to get you know get in there and start adding content and they forget all about the preparation and, you know what the web really is and they don't think that there's that much that goes into preparing a website but there really is a lot of things that you, you need to consider like optimization of images is like, number one for me, um, definitely.
1: Um, so let me ask you something. Now, I, I I know the answer just from... because I looked at the articles you put in the show notes before we even started talking, but um, for everybody who's listening, uh, what, what size, what max, uh, or what ratio in pixels do you recommend for people to upload their images at for the average the most average screen size, and, you know, whatnot.
0: So, the average screen size right now is about 60% of the computers are 16 to 9 screen ratio. Um, so, this is where it gets interesting for, for I read that article on, like, full-size full, screen, uh, full size images for the web and where you've went wrong, um, because so many people upload the standard, the standard images um, to either the ratio of the screen or a or standard ratio of the digital photographs, so three to two. 3 to 2 and 16 to 9, the, the mass doesn't work, they, they don't work, it's, you know, you've got, you've just got different ratios, so people always have this complaint, oh, my images are getting cropped, or, you know, my images don't look right, why Why is that? And really it's because people haven't been educated on browser size, um, screen sizes, and the difference between a full screen size and a browser size. So what I've said to people is the ratio is really closer to 16 to 8 for an image it's not a, it's not a, it's like two to one. It's not a really standard size image. It's not, you have to sacrifice some of your image for full screen images on the web. It's just the way it has to work. So whenever you're selecting images for your portfolio, you really have to consider um, choosing images that have a little bit more space to the top and bottom so you can sort of crop that. Yep. A lot of people choose an image with a focus in the bottom third or the top third and, and then they put it on there and it gets, you know, stretched or resized down and there's a crop here, for example, they could have their feet completely cropped off or you know, if people are holding hands um, and that's part of the focus of the picture, it's it's lost. Um, and it, you know, it really is a simple matter of, of taking time to resize those, especially for larger images. So I've recommended 1920 by about 980 pixels, um, that's, that's like the most average screen size. Okay, if, once you start to get into like Retina devices and you start to get into like the 4K type screens, then you might want to consider different sizes, but then you have to remember who's your end user. Are they going right. to be, are they a creative? Do they use, Are they really using a 15-inch Retina Mac? Are they using a 27-inch you know, 4K screen? Probably not.
1: Mm-hmm. So, and, and, the way, and the way to find that is by looking in Google Analytics for your website and exactly. see what is the majority of my viewers using.
0: Yeah, and you know we, we do a lot of analytics, and and we've done a lot of analytics for some of the custom sites, and even some of our Flow Themes users, and and we find there's so much of a transition towards mobile devices, like yeah. sixty forty. It's having these super large images. It's, it's not going to work. It's it doesn't make any sense because you're really just if if they're not optimized well, you're going to really affect your your mobile uh, your mobile site. So you know people. People still get lost in this whole, oh, I want my images to be as best and as big as they can, yep. but, yep. you know, it's like you're uploading a 300 DPI image when DPI isn't relevant for the right. web, so right. it's, yep. it's, that, it's that type of thing, it's, and there's, you know, I know you guys talked about JPEG many before and, and how great it really is as a tool, and, and I find that it's 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 been amazing. It's something I use all the time. It's... Okay. Um, Lossless compression, you know, it's like magic. Those guys are really, you know, they do a lot of really good work with that as well. Yeah. So if yeah. people haven't been using it, I, like, they really... It's Me
2: too, right? <laughs> yeah. And I think it's $20 for the standalone. Um, um,
1: yeah, you know, I, I actually recommend for any professional photographer to invest in JPEG Mini Pro for two yeah. reasons. Um, and actually, now, three reasons. There used to be only two reasons. Now it's three, because I think three weeks ago they released something else. Um just so JPEG mini pro does the highest compression with the highest megapixel so yep. your 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 super large you know JPEG exports that you get um, with the 50 megapixel cameras you're you're fine it'll yep. still compress it JPEG yeah, mini the, the 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 light and the standard version won't compress a file that large oh that's yeah. interesting it's up um, to
0: 50, up to 54 megabytes i think or, or 60 like, you know, 64 yeah. megabytes for the the pro version
1: yeah the, the second reason um, to get the pro version is you got Lightroom a Lightroom plugin. Right.
2: So that's what I hear from a lot of photographers is what's the difference? One has a Lightroom plugin and one does not. And I say, well, right. if that's part of your workflow, then getting it right into Lightroom is the best way to go for sure. Yep.
1: The third version is they just released a Photoshop plugin, which oh. is basically their take on Save for Web from Photoshop. Yeah. So you click on their JPEG mini button, tell it where you want it to put it, and it exports the, J, the JPEG optimized um, image to wherever, your desktop or whatever. That's no.
2: good to know, because I um, do graphics in Photoshop, export them, then pull them into JPEG Mini, so...
1: Anybody who wants JPEG Mini Pro and wants to get a little bit of a discount, use the code SCOTTWIDEN. If you don't uh, don't know how to spell that, look at the show notes for my name and use the coupon code Wyden, no spaces, um, and you'll get a nice discount. I won't okay. tell you what it is, but you'll be surprised. Nice. Um, well, it's
2: a good... I mean, it, we, re- we Like we said, we've recommended before, and it's nice to hear an actual web person recommends it, too. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's, I mean, I, I do a lot of the um, op- optimizations for our clients, and this is, you know, it's definitely something that, that I can't recommend highly enough. Yes. It's, just, yep. it's so common that this, a slow-loading site is just... 50% of it can just be down to unoptimizing. Do. It's yeah. like, yeah. you can save... You can literally save, you know, five or ten megabytes... On a home page, for example, just by running it through JPEG Mini. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's really useful.
2: Um, so, that kind of brings us into guest recommended WordPress plugins. Um, so, JPEG Mini is something you recommend. Are there other plugins or themes besides the flow theme stuff that mm. you work with regularly?
0: So, I'm going to recommend for those users that aren't using a, like a WordPress managed hosting that, that don't have caching, WP Super Cache. Yeah, super simple, super easy to use. Like, if you set it up correctly, you're you're really going to save yourself some uh, some loading time. So, I definitely recommend you know getting that done, get it on there, and get it optimized. Just WP Beginner does a really good article on how to set that up. That's because uh, that
2: was my next question. Because I know and I know WordPress pretty well, but caching sometimes, if you do it wrong, like
0: it can be it get really
2: confusing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, no they have like I, s- I set it up all day, like every day and it's it's like six options. You can even set it to reset the cache whenever you update a post or a page. So you're not gonna have that issue with oh I can't like I can't see my blog post on my site like why? And it's generally just clear cache and that's 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 one issue when using caching, but you know, as long as you've set it up correctly and, and just make sure to always be you know aware of resetting the cache after you've made some updates to your site refresh it a couple of times on the front-end, look at your site, um, then you should be fine. Uh, Another one I would recommend, uh, WP Performance Score Booster, Um, it'll enable gzip compression in your site, so if you don't don't know what that is, it it basically makes all your files compressed uh, for the web. So, on average, I I find we save about 500 kilobytes uh, for the sites that we optimize, and it just makes all the resources much lighter and much easier to load into your site. it's a great one. It adds uh, caching. Um, it, it adds caching options to your HD access file, so it encodes all the, the various items in there, so that that it's also cacheable with like a caching plugin, for example.
2: Can you so have them both, the Super Cache and the Performance Score? Or do they? Yeah. Okay, so they don't they, they, they go.
0: They go hand in hand. Yeah, they work. They work really well together.
1: Um, on that note, I'm curious if there's a reason, and and maybe the reason is just free versus premium. Hmm. Is there a reason why you recommend those two plugins instead of one caching plugin that does both? That does all of it in one? So, for
0: example, you could use um, WP Fastest Cache uh, or you could use W3TC Cache. but I find... For the basic user, they're a little too complicated to use. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, And the reason that, like WP Performance Score Booster, you don't do anything. You install it. That's it. I mean, that's there's no setup, no nothing. It it adds the the file into the HD access, and you're good to go. So it's it's great. Um, Super Cache is probably the easiest and has had the least issues uh, for people setting it up for the basic user, Um, and that's why I recommend it. Like. I've had so many users use W3T, you know, total cache. I've
2: gotten lost in that. I yeah. mean, it is uh, overwhelming.
0: It's, it's if it goes wrong, it goes really wrong. I mean, yes. you, you can crash your site with it. You uninstall it, you can crash your site. So I don't. I try not to recommend plugins that uh, that are on a technical level for non-technical users. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um And that's why I, I try not to recommend those. W uh, WP Fastest Cache is also great, by the way, um, and. If you haven't got you know Supercash, then I would take a look at it also because it. One of the other options I would recommend is like a plugin for minification of uh, JavaScript and your CSS files, um, and I would usually say yeah, install Auto Optimize, um, which is great because uh, their developer Frank also super nice guy does a lot of um, does a lot of great support on that plugin, but it can be complicated as well. So if
1: yeah. if Wait, I was if- if, to if you're gonna if you're gonna install a, a minification plugin, the only thing that I would say is, and and a lot of um, a lot of caching plugins have these built in as well, but yeah. I- including the one that I recommend personally. But um, if you're gonna use a minify feature or plugin, make sure you um, test your website because yes. if you minify a, a a file, a JavaScript or CSS file that is already minified, it can actually cause problems. Exactly. If
0: if it Puts the structure into an incorrect order, you can have issues. So yep. that, that's why I'm, I'm wary about recommending that specific plugin for users because it is slightly more advanced. Yep. Um, but yeah, if you used for example, the uh, WP Fastest Cache, it does have it built in, and it yep. doesn't it doesn't do like a really heavy um, modification of of the files. It keeps them in the correct order, so it, it does work pretty well. But when using when using any plugins and adding anything to your site, just Always make sure to test. Always make sure to open it in an incognito window, and you know, check that it's that everything is fine. Because if you've been looking at it regularly on your on your, you know, your say you're looking at it on your browser on Chrome, and everything looks great and fine, but you know, someone then will message you or whatever and say, "Hey, your site's broke. It's because you probably have a cache. So right. mm-hmm. yeah, just be just be wary of that as well. Yeah,
2: and uh, we should mention a lot of hosts, especially managed WordPress hosts like Imagely, has that. Imagely does right.
0: Yeah, it's, it has, it has a that.
2: Thing. I mean, that's sort of what you're paying for with the managed WordPress hosting part of it. Yep. But
1: in <laughs> fact, uh, on a lot of managed hosting, including Imagely, on WP Engine, on so on so many, they prevent you from installing right. um, mo- mo- most caching plugins. There are yeah. exceptions. Um, for example, um, on SiteGround, on if you're on their managed hosting, which um, if you install theirs, they have their own caching plugin that you can install on top of their server caching. Yeah. Um, plus they allow you to install another caching plugin side-by-side yeah. um, called WP Rocket Cache. That's what I use and recommend. It's um, WP Rocket Cache also works on Imagely because it um, it talks both ways with the server. Um, basically, the, uh, the, the server says, this is what the caching we're using. The plugin then listens to that and says okay then we will not implement the same caching you're doing we'll implement this instead which adds additional layers that does not butt heads it works yeah. you know side by side yeah, can you over. do
2: do you use the WP Performance Score Booster plugin on top of a managed WordPress that has cache, or do you not need to at that point?
1: It, uh, it, so it depends on the plugin you're using for caching. With WP Rocket Cache, you do not need the WP Performance Score Booster because okay. it has that uh, all that stuff built in. But
2: okay, so your mileage may vary depending on where you are in terms of hosting and your site. And but these are yeah. a really good jumping-off point. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I actually have a question about not. WordPress plugins or themes, but what do you recommend for where to photographers to go to see how their site is doing? So I get this question a lot, like, well, what tool, you know, can I use to drop in my URL and, and test all that stuff out?
0: Oh, well, there's, there's a lot of great tools out there. The um, two that I use, well, there's three I use regularly, uh, depending on your location. So there's two variables that the, there's two variables and two things that you need to do when you're testing for site speed, for example. Optimization is kind of different than site speed. So optimization is really how well optimized your site potentially is, but speed is a different uh, factor altogether. So you'll always go to Google PageSpeed Insights. That's like the number one place yeah. for a lot of people to go and check how well optimized it is. But if you want to test actual site speed, you need to use a, a resource like Pingdom. Um, or GT Metrics. So, I use Pingdom for the large majority because most people use hosting services that are based in the US and they have the most uh, options there. So, San Fran, Dallas, and New York, um, for example. Bluehost is all—all all the servers are basically in New York. So, you know, you use it there. If, for example, you are in the UK and you have SiteGround and you have your hosting uh, in the server location in the UK, uh, GT Metrics lets you use the option to select. Uh, a UK server to test from, and the same with uh, Canada as well, so uh, they would be the two tools that I would use to test um, how well-optimized the items are, uh, and they give you a really nice breakdown of of what uh, there is in there. I think um, PageSpeed does a nice job of just making it simple, Uh, GTmetrix and uh, Pingdom does also do the same thing, but it gives more of a waterfall and it gives a real deeper breakdown of that, so I wouldn't say it's for the advanced user. Um, With it, it, you know on the front you can really just test the general metrics'll it'll, it'll give you sort of subtle hints your site's not cached your images aren't optimized um, your JavaScript and CSS um, is above the fold so that means it's you basically have too many files uh, loading so and then you concatenated it uh, as one file so those would be the two main options I would look for um, whenever I'm looking at it so one for just testing how well optimized it is and one for testing your your site speed there there is other options that will' we'll test. Um, we'll give you a full um, background of that, but if you wanted to to, to test uh, further, then GT Metrics has a really good suite of tools on there, um, and they give you like insights in how to set up your HT access files, how to add expiry headers to your um, to your site, and all this fun stuff. But again, it's slightly more technical.
1: Right,
2: it's super um,
1: technical. I do want to say for any photographers that are going to give this give any of these a try, they all have different scoring methods, like. Google PageSpeed uses, uh, you know, um, one through a hundred or something like that. Yeah. Um, if you are eighty and above, you're doing well, so don't yeah. freak out. Yeah. Um, you know, if if you're seventy eight, you're still doing well. Don't freak out. But if you're below eighty, I would say start looking at what might be causing it to slow down, and it will break it down for you. Um, mm-hmm. On Pingdom, I think it's uh, they do have the numbers as well, but I think they also use uh, a you know, A through F, you know, F so is a failing. Like like yeah. yeah. yeah
0: they'll, they'll do a score with a percentage. Yeah, um, Google. So, yeah, the the one issue a lot of people have is, um, um, hey, my my site's got a bad score. Like, maybe it's surely it's loading slowly, but, and this is something I've tried to educate a lot of our users on because, especially for photographers who are using image-heavy websites, um, Google yeah. has a real issue with that because. You have to. It's really difficult because you have to facilitate like retina devices, which want to use larger images, right. non-retina right. devices, and Google still hasn't figured out how to test sites for um, something that's retina ready. So, if, for example, you upload an image that's twice a, you know the size that it's maybe recommended to be because you want it to look really nice and crisp on retina, then sometimes they'll have an issue with that. Um, of course, there is plugins and stuff that, that can do that, and we've also implemented it run right at times two for for your images. But it's still it's still usually if you if you are scoring badly, you're prob- it should only be your images that's causing that. And look, try not to worry too much about that as long as it's not. Hey, you can save 10 megabytes because if you know if it's like under 500 kilobytes, there's maybe a little bit of improvement there, but I wouldn't say it's going to make huge amounts of difference to load time. It's you know it's it's going to be like point you know, one second
1: yeah. I, I will say though if if it is saying you have to, you know your your images are too large instead of shrinking your images because you know maybe you already have them optimized to the size you want, think about do if you have you know twenty five images on that one page, do you need all right. twenty five or can you cut one or yep. two out and save some of that space exactly. um you know Maybe maybe it comes down to 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 calling your own portfolio and making yeah. sure you are only showing the best of the best, so your site loads faster. So I
2: I think that's a really good point because I think a lot of photographers struggle with that. And I mean, we've talked about um, I guess we I, I try to say like. Uh, it's it's a new year make sure you update your copyright footer but also make sure you know maybe go through your portfolio and you know people that have 50 images on their portfolio can they get that down to 25 and can that get that down to even 15 or 10 and right there you're gonna save space just in the calling process I think that's a
0: really good point. Yeah and I I think Photographers have a, a, a good knack of uploading like 100 images in a blog post, and <laughs> yeah. and then saying why is it not loading? I mean, yeah. I know you're trying, you're trying to tell a story, but it can be, you know, a, a, an image tells it, you know, speaks a thousand words. So you really don't need to upload so many images. I find that the people who do, or the you know, the better photographers and the guys who really tell the stories well do it with much less, and um, you know, and, and obviously their sites load. Quite nicely because of that. So right. yeah, take that into consideration um, when you are thinking about how much content you're adding. You don't need to show everything. Um, you know, cut it down and maybe write a little bit more instead of you know uploading 100 images and then and then saying my you know my site's loading slowly because consider that in a mobile device in you know, 100 images and 200 kilobytes ago it's, it's a heck of a lot of a load uh, for your for your device. So yeah, that's something that that should be considered also.
2: Yeah, so we can yep. talk technical, but at its base core, sometimes it's just content related and making exactly. sure that you're, you know, calling it down and only showing exactly what you want to show yeah. to shoot, right? You show what you want to shoot as a photographer.
0: Ex- exactly, if you wanna if you wanna get the clients you want, don't show the work that you don't want to shoot. So don't okay. don't don't sh- uh, show barn photography weddings. Um, and then complain about having barn photography weddings because that's what you show on your website. Right, so, yeah. right,
2: exactly. And it doesn't matter how much SEO you do, if you're showing things that you don't want to shoot, it doesn't matter. It's, it's right there at its base core. So.
0: Yeah, the, the pe- people see it, and they say, oh, I, I love that shot that you did, and you, you hate that shot. It's yeah. like, D- don't add it to your site. <laughs> so,
2: yeah. yeah, I often think of the sparkler exits. You know, a photographer recently got pretty badly burned, and so there was a discussion in my local photography online group like, well, I don't want to do them anymore. And so the number one advice is, well, then take them off your site so that people don't see them and think, well, I want that. Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah.
2: So, well, this has been great. Yeah. Um, so,
1: so where can we find you, Mark? Where can we find you personally if you have a website personally or and flow uh, themes and, and everything else?
0: Not quite yet. I'm, I'm starting to set up my own. Uh, I'll probably set up my own site this year just as a little <laughs> site project. I'll just be doing some, probably some details related to WordPress and um, a little bit more about that. So um, that's that's what I'm interested in. Um, but you can find me, if anyone needs to get in touch, you can get us on flowthemes.com. Um, you'll be able to drop us a message uh, anywhere on there. If you want to talk to me uh, further, just you can just go onto the contact page and just drop me a quick message. Great. Um, you'll
1: find us Great. there, so... Awesome. Well, thank you, Mark, for joining us today. And thank you, Rachel, for being an awesome co-host.
2: And you, Scott.
1: <laughs> God, thanks, Rachel. Thank you. You can find the show notes from today's episode at imagely.com slash podcast slash 15. 15. Yeah. Awesome. Until Until next time. Thanks, guys.
2: Thanks